Welcome to Sunflower Brews, the, the third part of our four-part series series on barbecue, and we have now moved on to pulled pork. This is pulled pork that is was prepared by Nathan Victor, and we're here with Jeremy and Charlie from 18th and Swine. We're continuing on and judging this, so uh, we're going to jump right in here, and we're going to talk about, first of all, pulled pork. Uh, basically, you can use uh, pork butt, and a lot, of, uh, a lot of people are very confused about this. What is the difference between a picnic and a pork butt and a shoulder and all that? Uh, is there any difference? I mean, is it just nomenclature? What is it? Yeah, it's a little confusing nomenclature. Uh, a Boston butt is actually not the top part of the shoulder or the front leg of the pig. Mm-hmm. That is the picnic. When you get down to the second half, uh, right before the hoof, that is the Boston butt. So even the name butt is a, a misnomer because it's it's, it's your it's the front half of the right. shoulder of the, the pig. Right. It's not even. And the reason why it's the Boston butt is uh, it was a shipping company up in Boston who specialized in it. I mean, yeah. it's a lot of confusion. Okay. All right. Uh, and Nathan, you can chime in here and tell us later about what uh, what uh, cut you use. But let's uh, move into the appearance. What do we look for from a KCBS stand uh, standpoint on the presentation um, here in front of us? Do we look for big chunks? Do we look for small chunks? Do we look, look for, for a mix? Uh, the, the first thing that stands out to me is I don't see a whole lot of bark on the outside pieces. Um, it's a lot of pulled tubes and a lot of chunks near the bone uh, part of the Boston body. Wow, you can you can pick that up just from the visual. Uh, you know, when you say yeah. tubes, because uh, the way that the meat is structured with the the shoulder. When you pull it off, it's it's long and tubular and yeah. tubular. Okay. I guess is the best There's way to describe it. But specific muscle, though. Yeah. Right. On a Boston butt, there are uh, pieces that you want to have. Uh, there's a piece of visually describing it, it's kind of hard. It's, However, it's the money piece that they right. talk okay. about. There is the back end, which has got the shoulder blade in it. Right. And then opposite of that is the money muscle. Okay. It is a distinct piece of striped uh, muscle that you'll pull off at the end of it. It's been really cooked. Uh, if it's been cooked really well, it is almost like burn-ins for, okay. uh, burn for pork. A lot of bark uh, on it. Behind that, first, money muscle. You'll have seven tubes of muscle that you can strip out. And then in the middle, uh, if we're going from right to left, behind the tubes, you have a lot of muscle that can be pulled. Mm-hmm. That is the pulled pork part. Um, it's really tough and dense. And then beyond that, you'll get pieces close to the bone. Okay, so for our viewers at home, you, you have basically seven seven kind of distinctive muscles that make up the shoulder. And then there's kind of a, the surrounding of it. And that's the stuff you want to shred. Right. And you want to leave those other muscles fairly well intact. Yes. Okay. When you're doing a turn-in, uh, when you strip away uh, the money muscle, and then you strip away the tubes, uh, and then you leave the middle part alone. Not really for turn-in. Uh, it's a little more drier mm-hmm. uh, unless you really inject it or brine it really well. And then you have stuff that's near the bone, which is really sweet, and so, you can chunk it. So if I come in with my bear claws and just you can tear, tear it up, yeah, it's, sure. it's just going to look like mush. And Yes, exactly. And a lot okay. of people throw that in with a whole bunch of sauce and then put it into a pile in the box. Which is great on a sandwich with some coleslaw. Right. With some coleslaw yeah. on top. Right. But <laughs> from this, this standpoint. This does not have any of that uh, pulled pork in the middle of it. Okay. Uh, this has lots of tubes and lots of sweet meat near the bun. Okay. The bone. Okay. All right. And Charlie? Yeah, I would add to that. Yeah, I think I think on the good side, it definitely looks full. And again, you know, like we mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, you you don't you don't want to put the bare minimum of meat. And pork is kind of different because 
chicken, you have six pieces. Ribs, you have six bones. But pork is kind of different. You is not exactly six distinct pieces in there, but you want to fill it up. So it, visually, from a fullness standpoint, it looks good. But I think you know some of the things that I picked up, like Jeremy said, you know the bark. Yeah, these kind of look like they were all pulled from the same part of the pork. You know, there, I see some tubes in here um, and some of the parts, like Jeremy said, from they were closer to the bone. You can see like these pieces over here, and sorry for the viewers or listeners at home, but you can see some of the bark. It's kind of uneven as far as, you know, the symmetry of, of the box. There's some bark over here, some bark in the middle. And then I just noticed a few areas of kind of uneven, some places that weren't sauced. Mm -hmm. So like Jeremy said, you know, when you're talking about the, with the pork, you know, you've got the money muscle that's really good for chunking. You can have, and that'll have a good bark on the outside. And then you've got your tubes, which are kind of like these pieces right here. And then you've got your, your pulled pork. So when you're turning it in, a lot of people have a certain preference for certain parts of the pork, especially pulled pork. I think everybody, when you think of pork, you think of pulled pork. So, and I don't see any pulled pork here. So some, some people, as they're judging that on the appearance, they could, they could maybe, you know, look and say, well, I don't see any pulled pork here. So this, you know, they're going to down, you know, judge it down from. Would you suggest, sorry to interrupt, would you suggest then kind of, uh, kind of a two tiered system with the, uh, the tubular and the bark on one side and then, uh, the, the uh, pulled pork on kind of another side or just kind of a blending? I would or? probably go with a three-tiered system. A three-tiered system, okay. You, what, you, what you want to do is you want to take your money muscle out, separate it, and then slice it up. Don't chunk it. Slice it up. Oh, okay. Put it in one separate section. And then if you're going to do pulled pork, have it in one section. And then if you're going to do your chunks over by the bone, put it there in another section. So almost have it like you, like you cooked it as a tenderloin and you... Slice yes. it up that way and, right. and put exactly. it in. Okay. There, there are a lot of KCBS judges who do like sliced pork. It's one of the things about KCBS that uh, are in and by itself. There are other, you know, KCB, uh, there are other sanctioning bodies like uh, the Florida Barbecue Association, the California Barbecue Association, Memphis, Memphis Barbecue. They, they don't barbecue in Florida or <laughs> California. Don't say that about yeah. Iowa. They bring out some fantastic Cooked. I was just talking to those people south of the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> Florida, 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 no. They got their seafood, right. but they can't. However, yeah. the KCBS, they like sliced pork. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, that's duly noted because it says on here, just pork. Yes. And I think there is that misnomer that it has to be pulled pork. That's true. And, and like, like Jeremy said, I think, you know, if you go with kind of a three-tiered system and you give those three different kind of distinctive types of pork, you're going you're gonna to hopefully hit everybody's preference there. So if you like pulled pork, people are going to go, oh, I like the pulled pork. I'm going to take a sample of that mm -hmm. or like the chunk. I'm going to take a chunk of that. So you're kind of hitting all those three different areas. Because as we mentioned back in part one, after the uh, the, the showing, mm -hmm. they can take whatever part Absolutely. they like. Okay. Part they and you'll be and most people will be going for the part that they. And like. they want to judge you as an entire cook mm -hmm. and how well your whole pork repertoire is. Charlie mentioned earlier in episode one that uh, if you don't give me your best, I can't give you the best score. True. Okay. All right. So we're moving on now to uh, taste and tenderness. Again, those are kind of mixed in here. So. What should I reach for? I mean, I, we, and this is the thing about, uh, you mentioned it about uh, with chicken and uh, ribs. Those, those are whole pieces. Yes. Should I take a sampling of all three or as a judge? That's just my preference. I just grab. As a judge, it's your preference. You are, as the, as the turn, as the competition team, anything you put into the box is judgeable. Okay. So if you want to grab a couple pieces and then judge them on an average score, there's nothing to say you cannot do that. Okay. All right. So, gentlemen, go for it. Reach away. Jeremy, Charlie? Uh, I'm going to grab something with some bark on it mm. here at the top. And then I'm going to grab something without sauce. And it looks like a tube. That's a big old piece. I'm going to do the same thing. 
I grab some bark, and then I'll grab this little tube back here. All right, Mike, get in there. Right. Get your fingers dirty. Mike, grab a piece of money muscle. That's the best part about. And you, and you got rid of all those. Your fingers clean. You got rid- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now we've all been tested for TB and stuff like that, so we're good. All right. Well, Jeremy hasn't, but that, uh, that's another podcast. Right? Okay, so I'm going to get a, a small piece of bark here as well, and then I got I got a tube as well. So, um, all right, give it a go. Let's go with Chase first. Uh, the, Chase is the first thing that comes up uh, on the uh, scoring sheet. However, I did not follow that, and I went straight for tenants. Sorry for the silence, but we're sitting here stuffing pork in our mouth. All right, Jeremy, Charlie, whoever wants to chime in here first, so go for it. <clears throat> the pieces that I that I took that I took like the flavor. The flavor's good. It's balanced. I, I don't. I don't taste anything overpowering. Mm-hmm. I don't taste a lot of rub um, on it. It, it. it seems pretty. And I don't know if you use rub or not, but it, it seems kind of not a lot of flavor popping out. It's got a good pork flavor, but as far as any kind of rub or anything extra, kind of adding to the complexity, I don't taste a lot of that. And the pieces that I that I got here are are pretty dry. Um, and, and that's a part, you know, and, and, and Jerry and me could probably talk a little more about that as far as, you know, if you want to, if you want to inject it or if you use a sop or anything like that, and that can help with the, uh, with the, with the moisture of it. Okay. So but it was kind of, kind of dry. Okay. So let, let's, uh, we actually forgot to get scores for the appearance. Well, before oh. we get into that, so what did we get for appearance real quick? Jeremy, what'd you get for appearance? Six. A six? Uh, the reason why is, uh, I did notice there was not a lot of bark, which JCB, KCBS judges are taught. You okay. need a lot of bark. Not a bark. And there was an unevenness of sauce. Okay, unevenness of sauce. All right. And the uh, layout was kind of just kind of laid in the middle. Okay, Charlie, real quick on the uh, appearance. I gave a six as well for the same reasons that Jeremy okay. just said. All right, and now now we're on to taste. Sorry about that. So, uh, Charlie, you've described kind of your your version on it. What would you go with on the numbers there? I would give it a six on 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 the taste as well. Like I said, it, it it's it's nothing is too overpowering, but it did kind of come across as dry, and there wasn't there wasn't really a big a lot of flavor in the, you know, popping out and what I tried. So I, I give it a six. I would okay. also give it a six. Okay. The reason why is uh, the rub does not stand out. The bark does not stand out. Uh, there is no pop. Uh, it is unfortunately something that there's just, there's no oomph to it. There's, there's nothing that really gets me going. Um, there's nothing to detract for it. Uh, that's why I give it a six. Okay. Uh, I, I actually, I'm going to agree with both of them. Pretty neutral. I mean, I it, it's got that. Cla- I I love pork, and I just love pork by itself. I and, you know I could just I could eat it plain. You dig on swine. I dig on swine. I dig the swine. <laughs> I dig the swine. The mouth feel that umami or whatever they call it. That fifth sense that yes. how it it it, it umami. Uh, yeah. yeah it bases the palate. I, I'm not getting a lot of that because maybe there's not a lot of fat in there. Um, and so maybe that's something I'm missing. Um, but yeah, there's, I'm looking for maybe some salt or some pepper yeah. or something. To there's just, a little salt missing from that. Just to give it something. And, and I would probably go with the six as well. That's, that's how I would, I would look at it. It's, it's not terrible. I wouldn't spit it out. Um, you know, if I, if I cook this up, this would go great in some beans or on a sandwich and it would, it'd be awesome. I mean, but from a competition standpoint, I'd be a little bit. Yeah. Quite honestly, I, with the, the thing that I think that you're missing is is the bark 
that rub mixed in with everything else probably would have helped raise that, that taste score. Mm-hmm. Okay, and tenderness. What are we looking for in tenderness, and how does this uh, compare? <clears throat> when you pull it apart, it needs to just come apart in your hands. It, it doesn't need to just disintegrate in your hands. Mm-hmm. But when you tug it, it just needs to come apart easily. Okay. I and mean, it did for me. So, uh, so looking at one of these tubes, you know, I, I can grab one of these tubes and you yeah. really, you know, the striation there, it pulls, not striation, I don't think that's the right term, but, you know, it really separates out into those those linear pieces. Yeah. And that's what we're looking no, for. Yeah. The striation of meat is, is exactly what you're looking for. Uh, it pulls apart evenly in the middle. Uh, as far as tenderness, I gave mine a nine, dude. Mm-hmm. The pieces I pulled apart, it pulled apart very nicely. When I bit into it, it had a really good, nice, nice mouthfeel to it. Uh, it was good. It was great. And I, <clears throat> I actually agree with Jeremy. I think the, yeah, the, t- the tenderness is very good. It pulled apart. Uh, there was no no overdone pieces in what I've tried. There was no uh, oh, underdone uh, pieces. I gave it. I give it an eight. I'm, I'm going to agree with those guys. I mean, I'll, I'll go with an eight. Uh, again, you can. It separates. It's. I think with pork, you have that. You get to that point, and it just turns to mush. This, this is not. You still have that. You know, I'm chewing on something. You know, this isn't for grandma to, to hit the uh, blender and, and drink it as a smoothie. So <laughs> this is good. It's a good idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. Oh, I, oh, I would love that. I, I think though, but I think I'm going back to the bark pieces that, and this is this is probably one of the things that I've done with my bark, or with my pulled pork. The mistake I made is that I, I foiled it and then I kind of steamed it and I had a, something in there. Yeah. And it was soggy. And this isn't soggy. You still got a little bit of it, a little bit of bark, but it's not. Do you want to really look for something that's chewy? I guess with no. from the bark standpoint. But from a from a I don't know if you call it a pro tip. What you would do is if you were going to foil this. Oh, it's a pro tip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if if you're going to foil it, and then uh, you get closer to turn-in time, uh, if your bark is mushy, what uh, could be done, quote quote unquote, is to leave your okay. You you cannot uh, separate your pork butt. Mm-hmm. It has to be cooked whole. So you cannot take the money myself out and, and cook it by itself or anything like that. What you can do is take it out of the out of your hot box, unfoil it, put it back on the smoker for another hour, and let the uh, bark tighten up. And then you will have a really nice bark. You can glaze it. Let's say you do it an hour ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Thirty minutes unglazed, thirty minute glaze. Then you box it. Okay. All right. Now we're going to move on to the uh, cook's pressure preparation section. So Nathan. What'd you do? How'd you cook it? What'd you cook it on? Uh, how long? What type of wood? And so you get I, a yeah. I, I put a mustard and sugar uh, rub on it and uh, cooked it in a in a <clears throat> cooked it in a Weber Smoky Mountain mm-hmm. and about I think twelve hours. What'd you and use for your fuel source? Did you use long uh, charcoal with apple chunks? What kind of charcoal? Uh, Kingsford. Okay, blue bag. Uh, competition. competition. Okay, so use the competition briquettes. Yeah, because I didn't pick up any of the uh, byproduct. I mean, there's sometimes you can really get that. You can from the blue bag. You from the Kingsford blue bag. You can get a little bit of that charcoal uh, taste. Charcoal taste to it. This it, is not. It's not Clorox, but it's no. <laughs> <laughs> no. It did get foiled halfway through. So yeah, when I saw there was no bark, I was like, oh, it's up to temp. Do I? Get bark on it and risk overcooking it. And yeah. So what did you, you do for the rub, I guess? No, it was a, a mustard and it was like a sugary 
uh, Sugar Baby Ray's branded. So you didn't use the store bought. You used store bought. No. Okay. Yeah, with, okay. With a few other now, uh, now, after hearing, and I apologize, I should ask the other guys this, but uh, after hearing the critiques, what do you think you were going to do when you go back and, and redo it? Maybe for just practice, or when we go for competition, what are you, you going to change? How are you going to kind of modify this? I don't think I'm going to foil, and if I do, it's not. It's going to be like halfway through, take it off, and then you know, twenty or thirty more degrees without foil. And do you use an injection? Uh, I did. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't get to that. It was like an apple juice and... Something uh, you made at home. Yeah. Okay. Just, now, is this... Obviously, this wasn't your first run at the at the pork. Uh, it's been a while since I cooked pork. I, I was like, I'm going to go basic and then build from there. I've got sure. three more cooks up until there. So, mm-hmm. this, is, yeah. this is great. So, that, that's actually a good question for uh, Jeremy and Charlie. Um, is simple, uh, simplicity the best? I mean, really hitting that. We talked about you know f- different flavor profiles and, right? and, and you know, yeah. you know, you if you watch uh, what is that? What's on the uh, barbecue pitmasters? Barbecue pitmasters. You know, you got the one guy. He says when I cook ribs, it's just salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I mean, obviously that's it's all subjective, personal taste. We we've we've had a lot of conversations and going back to when we first started, we were very complex in everything that we tried to do with our sauce with our with our rubs and and i think it's 50 50 if you talk to people if they make their own or they use store-bought there's no shame in using store-bought but i think we tried to make things very complex and making our own stuff Mm -hmm. and i think there's something to be said And, and when you get complex you start adding in extra ingredients here and there and you can get very overly complicated very easily and we talk to us talk a lot about Dialing it back and making things more simple. So I think, I in my opinion, I think, like you said, hitting that lowest common denominator, hitting that strike zone, and keeping it right down the middle, not getting too complicated, I think is is the way to go. I don't know, Jeremy, what you? No, I would agree with that completely. No. Right. When we started, we we did try to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to do that. There's, there's tons of uh, great product out there. If quite honestly, if you want to start getting sevens or eights right out of the bat, you can use Smoking Guns Hot and then Blues Hog 50-50 with their original sauce and their Tennessee Red. Okay. <laughs> Duly <laughs> noted. We will do that. Okay. That's well, guaranteed seven and there eight. There you go. <laughs> seven and eights. That's all we're looking for. Just so we're not bottom of the barrel. <laughs> we have, actually we did talk about that. When you get sixes from a judge. That almost starts to ruin your weekend. Because <laughs> that's when you just start drinking more. Well, the, honestly, you, that kind of puts you out of it puts you out of the contention for for championship for that for that category. Okay, well, that was uh, that was the pork section, and uh, this is part three of four, and so we're going to finish up on part four with the king of meats, the brisket, the the cheap meat, cheap cut of meat that mm-hmm. takes a long time to cook, and I think every one of us here has screwed up royally. And when we've attempted to cook it. So we'll uh, we'll have Ryan Walsh coming up with his brisket, and we're going to finish up with that. So thank you for listening to uh, part three, which was the pork. <laughs>